Hey, welcome to the Healthy AF Podcast. We all know that health is complex and multifaceted. Amy Chang and Fran Paradine are here to break it down, talk it up, and learn from a whole slew of really amazing guests. Fran and Amy are both health coaches, and just like health, their practices and viewpoints are individualized. You'll hear different takes on the same information as they discuss all things health, and you'll learn with them as they talk with guests who explore all different areas of health. Every episode will be fun, informative, and entertaining. If you like what you hear, please follow us and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hey, good morning, Fran. Good morning. Everybody out there, um, welcome to Healthy AF Podcast this morning. um, Fran and I are happy to be here. And also, we are just making stuff up today. This is going to be like a free We're going to see where it all goes because we are, yeah, our guest was unable to make it unexpectedly. And so we're, we're just rolling. Yeah. Which actually is cool. You know, I, um, I find that some of the best conversations we have that inspire me to have a great day and be my best self happen just when the two of us start talking about calendar and end up talking about um, that time we screwed something up or how we learned from that or the limiting beliefs that we are currently soaking in that are pulling our legs. And yeah, I think one um, benefit and also sometimes struggle for me is that you're always a coach. And I'm always a coach, you know, like you will pull it from me Yeah, <laughs> when you hear it, which is wonderful and always moves me forward. Um, but, and, but damn and, it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I'm not in the headspace for it. Um, yeah. So I, I said, I said to somebody one time we were having a conversation and it was a very kind of enlightened forward moving, uh, you, you know what it was? It was a conversation that in which each person holds themselves responsible for their life, for their actions, for their way of being, for the ripple that they're putting into the world. Right. And when you're holding yourself responsible for all that, like, Sometimes I just say, I wish I didn't, I wish I still had my blinders on and I didn't understand that I was responsible for my life. And I thought like (laughs) what was happening was everybody else's fault. Yes. Sometimes that could be so much easier. Gosh, it is so much easier. And like, (laughs) I get it that it's limiting a stink and it's not really how I want to live. Man, there are days when I'm like, God, why can't I just say like, yeah, he really screwed that up. (laughs) Nothing to do with me over here. Right. No, I hear you. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Every time I talk to you, I know um, I know the standard that you hold me to. And I, you know what? Here, Here's a topic for today that we might not stay with because, you know, I'm going to get all squirrel here in a minute. But when you surround yourself with people who know what you're creating for your life, And who know you as a responsible, powerful person for your life. And they see you as that. It is um, sort of a safety net for me. Safety net? 
I don't know, a driver maybe. Maybe it's a driver for me to stand up into the person they see me as. Yes. Even when I'm feeling like this is bullshit and I don't want to do it. Oh, absolutely. So um, just so anybody who's listening knows, we just spent the weekend together um, in your beautiful home in Wilmington, um, doing a lot of work on where we want the business to go and how we want it to go and who we want to be in that business. And, um, you know, I think what you hit up against in me often is my, is my fear and, you know, my fear of, um, uh, uh, that I'm not enough, right. That I, I, um, am, you know, I, I believe in myself, I believe in what I'm doing. Um, and I know that this, this coaching, this connecting with people in this way can, uh, bring about really important changes in people's lives. Um, it's the business piece that that feels um, that that scares me. Um, and so I was journaling after uh, we after I got home, and you know I think what I think we were destined to be here, you and I, in this. Um, and I think what you do for me constantly is challenge me to think bigger, to um, recognize, you know, recognize the impact that I have and can have um, and not hold myself so small, which is always, that's always my safety. You know, like if I don't reach for it and I don't really want it, then I won't lose it. Or I won't feel disappointed when I don't get it. Um, and I got, I'm crying. Um, You're tearing me up over here. <laughs> so I think like that's so, so when I'm with you, when I'm working with you, that is what you're always challenging me to do. Just think bigger and, and trust me. Um, so it's, it's kind of no matter where we go, I'm very grateful to have you and grateful to have this relationship and grateful for this opportunity. Um, so the, the, <laughs> that's out there. But the other piece of this um, is that I'm also listening to a book on trauma mm-hmm. and um, recognizing, and trauma can be so many things. No, it doesn't have to um be witnessing a shooting or, I mean, there's just so many ways. Um, but the, the book is by a man named Gabor Mate, M-A-T-E. Um, M-A-T-E. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, it's just fascinating because what he, what he says is that we react based on those early traumas. We react in ways and we don't even connect it with the early trauma. It is just kind of how, what we do, it's what we're used to doing. Um, and you know, once you kind of start recognizing that, you know, and recognizing that, um, I, I'm acting in a way that, um, is keeping me small because I'm afraid, right? It's those fears. And that's how you start. Didn't you start out talking about fears or was that before we started recording? Oh gosh, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 woke, I went to bed in fear last night mm-hmm. and I woke up. It, I'll say I went to bed last night in fear and inadequacy and I woke up this morning. 
in fear yeah. and inadequacy. Yeah. And um, I, I want to like hit the pause button right here and not really moose, but I want to hit the pause button right here and say, like, thank you, Fran, for seeing me as that. Thank you for letting me be that for you, that challenger and that person who holds you to who you are, because you are such a bright spot. My God, you pull me forward. You inspire me on the daily. Your drive, your your fearlessness mm-hmm. in taking on new challenges, like, oh, I'm going to create a podcast. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, wait, I need like six months of prep work. You're like, no, next week. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, you it know. It is interesting. You know, because some things you jump ahead on and I'm like, wait. And then, yeah. So. I know I love it when whenever I say an idea and you're like, um, and <laughs> like every, every little cell in your body reads, I'm tentative. Like, I, oh, 100%. Like, what? <laughs> there is no hiding it. No, no. It's like written all over. I couldn't ignore it if I tried to. It's like a flipping billboard of lights. Neon blinky lights. So yes. So when you when you when you look at trauma, and for me, sometimes I think the the challenge is that you know we don't think about it like this. But I remember when the children were little, and I'd have a big bulky diaper bag on one shoulder, and I'd be holding a kid in the other arm. Well, sometimes if your other kid or kids are on your flank, you know, yeah, you can't see them because they're visually under the kid you're holding or under the diaper bag that's on your shoulder. And that moment in the Walmart where you can't find your kid, that is literally like a tenth of a second. The adrenaline that surges through your body as you're like, you know, and then they're right beside you. Yes. And And they're looking at you like, what? Like, dude, I'm right here. I've been holding on to your pocket the whole time. You know, because I used to actually have my, like, hold on to my belt loop. Put your hand in my pocket. Because there was no way I could manage all three of them at the top. So, yes, but that that momentary surge of that physical fight, flight, freeze, trauma mm-hmm. state. Panic. Yep. And then I feel like we don't process all that the way that... Um, animals would, you know, or the way our ancestors would. And sometimes that sort of, that energy sort of just gets like locked in there. Mm -hmm. And if you think about that on the child's perspective, you know, me as a grown up, as a mom, I can go like, oh, they're right there. I'm just being crazy and, you know, sleep deprived. It's okay. Right. But as the two-year-old, the three-year-old, when they're like, oh my God, where's my mom? I'm lost. Yes. And they're actually not lost. Like their mom is just, you know, down the shoreline or, you know, whatever. And they're still looking at them. But for that two, three-year-old, how do you process that? How do you process that um, emotional abandonment? Right. You know, right. The, the scarcity, the I didn't do that right. The my brother doesn't want to play with me anymore. That's a big one for me. Yeah. Like that I've identified is, you know, when I was maybe five and he was eight, he didn't want to play with his kid sister anymore. Right. Well, I thought the sun rose and set in him. Yes. So there were a lot of get out of my room and a lot, you know, and me learning as like a little girl, like, oh, just, you probably need to be quiet and scooch out. Just right. don't make, yeah. Or how do I change my behavior? 
So mm. he wants me around, right? Because oh, I actually had an older brother and it was very similar. Um, and how do I change me? Yes. I'm lovable. And yes. I, I shit you not, I wrote that flipping down today, Fran. Today, <laughs> I had to take myself outside into nature. I had to write it specifically down. Yes. That I, ha- I have this belief that I have to change me to be loved, be worthy, fit in. Absolutely. And, and, and that's learned very early on. And I but I got really good at it. Really good at it. Girl, I'm a chameleon up over here. <laughs> and it's but horrible. it does. I mean, those those early relationships. Yeah. You know, we're I mean, we're we're social creatures. We are born to be in relationship, in community. And um, when you get those messages um, that that you're not wanted around, you know, or you're too much. Um, oh, girl, I got the too much button all the time. <laughs> yeah, I just think you tend to make- Yeah, I was on the middle school bus and one of my lifelong friends, like he's probably my very first friend in the whole wide world. He was born December 1st and I was born January 2nd. Our mothers were very close. I mean, so we are like P's and Q's for a long time. And then again, middle school happened. And I will mm. never forget him turning around and looking at me and saying, girl, you play too much. Oh. Yeah. And, um, and I believed it. Right. And I believed that I had to change myself to be cool or fit yes. in or, you know, whatever. And now I'm like, I want to play all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there is, but that pain of rejection. Mm is, is so powerful, mm-hmm. you know, that we really, mm-hmm. we, we try to avoid it at all costs. And then it pops up and you don't even know it. Yes. You know, yeah, you, you anticipate. Yeah. Like if my husband would say something, you know, if he's in a bad mood and he's got his own stuff going on and he'll say something to me, I'm like, what, what, why would you talk to me like that? And he's like, Oh my God, it has nothing to do with you. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, But I feel like it does. Well, and that's a whole other session too on how it is that we continuously make the whole world be about us. Yes. And that that is the biggest flipping lie. And it's just selfishness. And that's how we're wired. That's how our humanity is wired for us, for our survival. And that's all good and well, but that is has no place in thriving. And no. man, I am the world's worst at, especially, especially my, my boy people. You know, I loved my brother. I love my daddy. And it's hard for me when a boy person is upset with me. I don't even know what to do with myself. Yeah. I'm learning. You know, I'm, I'm working my, my fanny bottom off on um, how I deal with that and how I maintain coming from what I want to be as an empowered person who is choosing to create her life and um, giving up the old identity of, oh, maybe I'm not smart enough, fun enough, happy enough, strong enough, you know, whatever that is. Or is he going to leave? Is he going to still play with me? Does he still want me around? Right. And that, all those fears. Right. Know, Right. Because, because that, at that point you're saying like, I am, I, if he leaves me, if I, you know, then, then I will disappear. Or then I will be devastated. Yeah. 
Exactly. And that is, that is not, I've really, really, gosh, we, we may be editing this out. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but I've really, really worked on who I am. Just me. Yes. Just me. Not me as mom, yeah. not me as wife, not me as daughter, not me as super extra badass coach in the world. And it's hard. That's, it's hard to know who, who are we outside of relationship, mm. you know, because, yes, because we are social creatures. Yes. And, and, and every, when we're not in relationship, what would be a business partner, friend, you know, mother, whatever it is. Yeah. It's hard even to know like who I am, like, how do I even begin to know what I like? And that's, that's work. And I feel like, um, you know, that it's work that a, a lot of my, um, peers, you know, I'm 50, um, and, and so now a lot of us are, are, you know, we're empty nests. We, for so long, we were mothers. Gosh, I know. Right. You know? And we're still mothers. We'll always be mothers, but we're not needed as mothers in the same way. In the same way. You're not changes. needed in the same way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so when that disappears, you know, it's kind of like, oh, good Lord, what is going to fill that void? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and so it is, it's a lot of kind of like, okay, well now what do I want to do? Who am I? And what can I contribute? You know, because we, we want to contribute. We want to, yeah. I, be- uh, I truly believe that that is part of just being human. The, uh, the desire to contribute. Having, having purpose, you know, yes. oh, absolutely. And, and, and contributing in, in some way. Uh, yeah, I just think that's, yeah, I, think people I, I personally feel like, yes, we all have a little dollop of that inside us. And, you know, if that, if we're not fulfilling that dollop, it doesn't feel good. No. We're out of alignment. Correct. With who we are as people. Yeah, for sure. Right. And then I, and then I find that like when you are recreating yourself, be it like, I've had probably more transitions here in the last decade than I really want to share. <laughs> <laughs> or would have signed up for. It's been a lot right. of growth that I'm happy for, but like, dang, we could slow down the growth and I'd be all right. So, <laughs> right. But anytime you transition from one uh, set to another, from I've got kids living in my home to I don't have any kids living in my home to I have a husband to I don't have a husband right. from, you know, like I have two working Achilles tendons to <laughs> I have one working Achilles tendon. <laughs> For those of you listened, I just had a surgical repair like a week ago after a tennis mishap. So, you know, anytime you're sort of in that creative transitional stage, for me, it has been empowering and powerful and a real kick in the butt uh, to keep focused, keep focused, keep focused on who do I want to be in the world who do I feel is being in alignment with my higher power? If it's God, if it's universe, it's, if it's your soul, if it's whatever it is, you know, how do I stay in there and not, how do I not be hurt again? How do I not be lied to again? How do I, I mean, I've got teenager. There's, there's been a lot of lying in the last year. Oh, they're, they're wonderful. Okay. But let's call a spade a spade here. You know, how do I not uh, be abandoned again? How do I right. not, you know, like all of that bullshit, like you come from that, you're going to go the same place. Well, yes, but There's it's no way not so, to. 
but it's so like, I mean, if you feel that pain, you feel that hurt, it's really natural to be like, I'm not doing that again. Right. I mean, if you burn yourself, you're not going to stick your hand back in the fire. Um, and so it's, that's, you know, instinctually we try to protect ourselves. Um, Yeah. And yet those things that had me put my hand in the fire are the same fears, limiting beliefs and bull stink that have me put my hand back out toward the fire again. Well, and that's the work, right? So that is the work to see what did I do? What is, this is not about my husband leaving me. This is not about what did I do to create that situation so I can move forward and not repeat it. And that's where the power is and the challenge, you know, and, and calling yourself out. And just like we were talking earlier, I know in my head I have worth. Okay. And I think sometimes the strategy there, here's, here's a nugget right up in here um, with several of my clients and with myself as well. You know, I've got a morning prayer that I read every morning, Fran, um, and it focuses me on who I am, what I'm doing in the world, what my purpose is, you know, how I want to live, all the good stuff that's in front of me that I'm creating. Some days I read that morning prayer and my brain, you know, getting well, my brain is like on the Walmart list. It's like, what do I need to do with the dog? You know, and I'll like, I'm not even sure if I read that. Sometimes I have to go back and read a paragraph. Sometimes, sometimes I can't make it through it in 15 minutes because I'm so touched, moved, inspired. I'm in tears. Uh, you know, so I think the, the practice is, Creating for yourself a way to stay connected to who you are and what you are creating and then doing that. And if it's going through the motions one day, it's going through the motions one day. And if it's like a spiritual moment one day, then it's a spiritual moment one day. Mm -hmm. But keeping intentionally creating, this is how I'm rolling out of um, authenticity, I'll say, not fears, not I don't want that, but out of like, what do I want? What am I putting into the world? And then stay connected to that on the daily, on the momentary. I I swear, sometimes I feel like I need post-its all over my house that says, I'm thriving today. I'm not surviving. I'm thriving. Yes. And, and, you know, what I find is that, um, when I'm on my own or when I am working or when I am doing things that I want to do, um, I'm, it's easy, it's easy for me to be in that space when I am in relationship with somebody, it gets trickier, right? Because it is, um, a lot about, okay, well, what are they bringing to the, how do I react to them? How do I, you know, and if I'm changing, if I'm changing, um, me and I'm working on me, it's by necessity changing that dynamic. Oh, dance right? step because, change, baby. You can't change yeah. yours and think so somebody then, else is going to stay the same. Right. So, so then they're forced to manage their reaction to my changes and my, and the way I am in relationship. And, you know, and you need, you need to be prepared again for that loss right? For that rejection, for that, like, okay, this is who you are. This is not what I signed up for. Um, and this is really uncomfortable for me. Um, Do you think that, okay, so what I find is that usually if I am in a dance with, um, someone, 
in, in relationship with someone. And I discover that on my part of the dance, I've been completely inauthentic. Like, I know I used to have a friend who'd say, well, we need to, you know, call so-and-so and do such and such. And what they actually meant was, Amy, you need to call, blah, blah. And he used to just chat my ass cheeks. And so finally, um, I was doing some work. You know, I had, I had gotten resentment, resentful and ugly and nasty and just coming from an icky, yucky feeling place. And I started doing some work and really looking at like, well, what am I willing to do? And so finally, I changed my dance step. And so when that person hit me with the, we need to do blah, 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 I went with the, huh, am I willing to? No, actually, I'm not willing to do that. And um, my dance partner, you know, was thrown for a loop. Oh, of course. Right. You changed it up at her. I did. I did. And, uh, you know, in hindsight, um, and this is another thing. Here's another coaching nugget uh, for you guys listening. If you don't uh, already practice this, it probably would have been helpful for me to um, have a conversation with my dance partner. Hey, I am working on some stuff and I'm changing my dance steps up because really what happens, what I've discovered is that when I come from an inauthentic place of I'm going to say, I'm going to do that, but actually I'm pissed off at you and I don't want to do it um, and feel underappreciated and annoyed with you. Then what the dance step that comes back to me is also from an inauthentic place. It's from a, you know, well, you know, if you really loved me, you'd take care of it place or, you know, so I don't, I don't know. I'm making that up. But so the dance steps are really inauthentic and, and it doesn't feel good for anybody and rarely is forward movement made. Correct. But when you change the conversation to be an authentic conversation, hey, this is what I'm working on for me. This is who I want to be in our relationship. This is who I want to be for you. This is who I want to be for me. Then that next step can become an, it's almost like you're rolling out the welcome mat. Right. And I I don't even, you know, you can kind of do big, big picture, kind of the umbrella, like I am doing this work and this is a piece of the work. Or you can just come into the relationship differently and say, um, you know, actually, when you when you just said that to me, it made me feel, you know, to just be real in the moment. It made me feel a little bit angry and resentful. Can we figure out another way to manage this? Mm. Right. So, so you are being authentic and asking them to engage with you in a different way. I love that, so Brian. It takes me so long. It takes me so long to process sometimes. I, what I've seen is, and, and I am, that way of dealing with that, with velocity, like immediately identifying, you know, someone says something to you, wah, 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 wah. Right. And it hits you wrong. It does. And, and you know it. Like you sometimes, said. sometimes you don't. Like I've been in, you know, over my lifespan, my, my 49 years, it, that I didn't even know that it was hitting me wrong. And I didn't even know that I could be responsible and all my yeah. trauma and trigger right. points and experiences with Brian, you know, my brother, Brian, you know, or whatever were the things that were getting all riled up over here. Right. And so now I'm at a spot where I can't always with velocity say, hey, you know, I'm feeling really resentful and angry after you said that. And I'd like to communicate it a different 
but I am getting better at getting to a spot where I can say, um, I need a moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like I need a moment. Yeah. I'm feeling something. I don't know what it is and I right. don't know where it's coming from, but I'm pretty sure I don't want to do any actions based on what I'm feeling right now. Yes. And that's such a skill to be able to say, to be able to allow yourself that space yeah. and ask for it, you know, and say, you know what, that's a, that's a really good question. That's a really good thought. Let me think about it. Um, and I'll get back to you or, you know, I appreciate you asking, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I'm then, really proud of myself, actually. That has been, that's been a huge, huge spot um, for growth. And I will say this, I'm pretty skilled at introspection. Yeah, yes. But I, and I think for ki- for women, for us, and we both touched on this earlier, who are so conditioned to be pleasers. Oh, Jesus. Right? That when somebody asks us for something, we're like, well, of course, how are we going to make that work? Yes, I can, you know. Yeah. Um, yes. The answer is Yes. Yes. Like I'm the strongest person in the family. Yes. This is my role. This is my role to be completely strong, but also like weak. Yeah. Right. Do whatever one be strong for everybody else. Yeah. Right. Be strong so make sure they their needs are met. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's quite a and not say no. I'm that just sucks. And not be upset. Like I also feel too, um, like sometimes this could be a whole, maybe we should do this one time, um, a whole set of like, what are the things that are accepted and not accepted for each role? You and I were texting the other day about how it's not okay for, uh, how I was, I was struggling with, you know, having one Achilles with feeling like I'm needy and I need some help and I don't really, that's not my natural (laughs) yeah, state. So it was, it was a challenge for me to work through like, well, shit, I actually am going to need to ask some people for some help here. And we were talking about how it's not okay. It feels not okay for me to be needy and how women aren't supposed to be needy, but men aren't supposed to be needy either. And it's in a totally different faceted kind of way. And man, all of that is wrapped in inauthentic garbage that disconnects us and keeps us dancing in these dance steps that are inauthentic. And when we just break it down to our authenticity, I personally believe that when you sit down and have a connected, authentic um, uh, conversation with any human being, any human being on the face of the planet, I don't care who they are. I don't care what they've done. I don't care what they've done to you. I don't care, you know, when you sit down and really have an authentic, connected conversation with someone, you will find you are looking in a mirror. And we yeah. all have we all have those same needs. We yeah. all have those same fears. You know. Right. And and what's what's fascinating, and this is a lot of Brene Brown's work, is that we we value vulnerability and we value authenticity in other people. And we think, (laughs) oh my gosh, you know, they're amazing and they're brave and all these things, but we're not going there ourselves. I don't want to do it. (laughs) I don't want to do it. For them, I'm going to stay back here in my little safe spot. Well, that's awesome. She's great. Well, you know what? Okay. I'm just going to say this too about coaching. It's so funny talking to people about health coaching because 
what I find is that people aren't vulnerable. So when you really start talking to them, I, I get one of two things. I either get like they're listening and they're like, oh my gosh, this is fabulous. Oh my gosh, what, wow, that happened. Oh, wow. My wife needs that. Hmm. Or my best friend needs that. Or I need to tell so-and-so about blah, 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 blah. But there's that holding back of like, no, I, I'm, you right. know, I need that. Yeah. It's so much easier for us to look out there and say, oh, that person needs some help. Yes. That and if it, if it is about them, right, it's, it is about losing weight or, you know, getting in better shape. Boundaries at work. I get work stress constantly. How do I, I I know I need to go to the gym, eat right, blah, 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 blah. I get these emails in. I feel like I have to please work people, home people, blah, 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 you know. So so more about kind of structure, more about how do I, you know, manage these boundaries. And then when you get them, when you get into the actual coaching, it really is about, self-esteem and, and vulnerability yes. and believing in themselves and, and honoring themselves. Um, and that's where the work takes place. Yeah. I agree. That's what the coaching is as opposed to another diet or a, you know, something that they can sign up for online. Like, well, it, I think that's part of that discovery process. And, and that's why we do discovery first. You know, discovery is we come in, we sit down, we look at what people are doing now. We look at what people, what has worked well, what has not worked well, how they feel about it. What are their thoughts about it? What are their thoughts that are lies about it? What actually feels good to them? You know, and once we, I don't know about you, Fran, but there are some clients that I spend weeks in discovery mode and they come in and they are so bound up with everything that's going in their lives and all the ways they are trying to accommodate. Yes. All the um, ways they're trying to please, all the ways they're trying to earn their worth that they don't even know what they want first. Yeah. And so it takes us a while And once we get through, I call it the heavy lifting. Once we get through the heavy lifting of the discovery process, then we can really start looking at some goals that make sense, some actions to take, building confidence, um, having having those authentic conversations with the people in our lives about actually what we're doing, what we're up to, sharing, being vulnerable, being willing to fail, not have it wreck your day, you know, those kinds of things. But, um, yeah, I, the discovery process is so integral before right. any behavioral change. Absolutely. It's not sustainable without it. Without no. it, honestly, even if it's a good action, even if it's this whole like, I'm going to eat Whole30 or I'm going to eat Paleo right. or I'm going to do, it's still an inauthentic action if it's stacked right. up on some limiting belief that if you don't weigh 100 and flip in 20 pounds, then you're not worthy. Absolutely. Right. Or your husband won't want you or you won't be one of the cool moms in the carpool line or whatever. Yeah. And that's not going to stick and it's not going to feel good and you're going to suffer the whole time. Correct. Yes. So it's doing that kind of underlying work and getting to that place where um, they value themselves mm, enough great. to enough to make these changes and enough to do this work. 
Yeah, and I'm so glad that um, I wrote that Monday Mindset post that we just put up. And it's funny that I read it to, uh, for those of you listening, I, I read the Monday Mindset post that I just made like three days ago to Fran and me today. We were looking to see, did it post? Did it go to the right place? Blah, blah, blah. And so I'm reading it out loud and I'm like, man, I need to listen to me. <laughs> because I totally was not in that frame of mind this morning. So yeah, it, no, represencing, mm-hmm. represencing, represencing, represencing. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, question for you today, Fran. Oh, let's go. I know, right? This has been a this has been a good conversation, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, always is when we get together. Okay, so the big question that I have for you today um is who are you for you today? Um who am I for me today? Um I think I I am a little bit of a cheerleader for me, a little bit of a, um, uh, I don't even know how to say, but someone to kind of you know, maybe prop me up and mm-hmm. remind me that, um, that I do have a lot to offer, um, that I'm going to be okay. So maybe, what is that, like a mothering type, a mothering, um, nurturing, supportive? Yeah. Okay. How about you? Okay. Well, first, can I give you back to me what you said to me? Yes. Yeah, I think I said that wrong. Um, So you're going to cheerlead you. You're going to stand behind you. You're going to hold that up for yourself, and you're going to live right into that. That's my plan. Yes. Okay. Uh, Gosh, who am I going to be for me today? Um, Who I am for me is um, is that person who's watching that really precocious, funny, dirty little sandy-footed girl running around playing and having joy in their heart, just seeing her exist. That is who I am for me today. Yes. So just recognizing your beauty and your, the light that you bring to the world and to the people who are in your world. Hell yeah. And then I can live into that and put down all my fears and my limiting beliefs and the crazy thoughts that live in my brain, man. They are not serving me. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Me neither. Mine. All right. So um, I want to wrap with um, taking just a minute to have everybody listen up and answer for yourself. Who are you going to be for yourself today? It's a good way to end. Yeah. All right. Well, it was good to see you. 
I know. I missed what you already. Conversation. I know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I love you, Fran. Love you. You want to wrap us up? That's it. All right. Like. Yes. Share. You guys learned anything? Have any thoughts? You can always reach out to us. Um, obviously, this work is is a process. Um, we're all in a process of learning and and reaching for things and you know failing at times and getting back up and trying again. Um, but if yeah, if you. Um, can please like subscribe share this podcast we would love to reach as many people as we can so everybody have a wonderful day yeah see ya